<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hey everyone, we'll bring in the Goth Ninjas here in just one second. But first, you know the sizzling sound of a delicious offering from Omaha Steaks? You know what that is? That is your official soundtrack to the summer. Omaha Steaks offers a variety of options that everyone is going to love. Steak, seafood, chicken, pork, burgers, easy-to-make meals, desserts, and more. Right now, Omaha Steaks is offering a limited-time deal. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter the code LIBERAL into the search bar, and order the Grand Summer Grill-Out Package today. Order this package and Omaha Steaks will throw in four free burgers and four free gourmet jumbo franks. Every order, by the way, is flash frozen, vacuum sealed, and safely delivered to your door in a cooler with dry ice. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak, it's a culinary masterclass, 100 years of family tradition, exclusive premium beef, aged to peak tenderness, and guaranteed perfection in every bite. Go to omahasteaks.com, type liberal in the search bar, and order the Grand Summer Grill Out Package. You're going to get four free burgers and four free jumbo franks. Fill your freezer with enough gourmet food to keep your grill fired up all summer long with Omaha Steaks. omahasteaks.com, enter the code liberal in the search bar, Omaha Steaks. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Doctor's office. Hi, oh, hello. 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 Yes, uh, we had some fireworks that were left over. From, yeah. from the 4th of July, and I blew one off in my hand. Oh. <laughs> Hello, can I help you? Hello. Oh, boy. Listen, I was lighting firecrackers that were left over from the 4th of July, and I blew... When did you do this? Oh, about a little while, half an hour. Okay, what kind of firework? It was a firecracker. Okay. It looked like, you know, when you finish with the toilet paper, the empty tube? Yes. It looked like that, about that size. Okay. And, uh, it's my, not a firecracker. That's like an M80 deck. Oh, boy. It's big, and it uh, my hand does not look good. I suggest that you go to an emergency room. Yeah, this was a firecracker and the fuse, and all of a sudden... What you can do in the meantime is get a oh, towel. Fantastic. A towel? It's stinging me like crazy. You know, these firecrackers, my God, I can't even... Really, I'll tell you, I don't even see fingers, but maybe it's just because I'm numb and stingy. Get to an emergency Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I really did it good this time. Okay. Okay, let me wrap this up, and I'll see you with my nub. Okay. Right. Bob Seska! I don't know what we're yelling about! The Bob Seska Show! <laughs> It's an annual favorite. 
4th of July was last weekend, but we're doing it anyway. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, July 9, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 1,267 of the Trump crisis, 117 days until the 2020 presidential election. And let's bring him in, back from vacation, the Goth Ninja! It is... Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, from-the-bunker.com, also at sexyliberal.com, and T-Rex David Ferguson from the T-Rex Report podcast, also from the, oh, hi. From the, Gar- <laughs> the Guardian, Yes. brand new article out today about Brian Kemp and how he's like a drunken dad careening down the road and we're all trapped, or at least those of you in Georgia, are all trapped in the back seat screaming for your dear well, lives. The problem is that none of it stops at this. I mean, yeah. you know, none of it stops at the state's borders. We share this problem with Florida. We share this problem with everybody. Mm-hmm. I do love being published in The Guardian. It's exciting. It feels like a commendation from the queen almost. <laughs> you know, like, That's right. You're, mm-hmm. so, you're so British today. I, I noticed your like accent thousands before. Thousands of posh British people are reading me over their tea this morning. <laughs> <laughs> the fun thing is if you watch the comments, you can watch it move through the time zones. And like probably about four o'clock tomorrow morning, the Australians will get in and start commenting too. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, let's get into it here because we've got a big day of Supreme Court things happening. Um, and of course, naturally, after some wonderful news coming from the Supreme Court, uh, the reaction is... <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I missed it. Well, it's just I'm seeing a lot of whining about these decisions, and we're talking, of course, about the Mazars decision, the Vance mm-hmm. decision, all having to do with Donald Trump's tax returns. And, of course, leave it to the left to find the bad news in what's well, an what otherwise glorious day. Well, the good news is that the Supreme Court decided in two separate cases, 7-2, mm-hmm. to with a 7-2 mm-hmm. to two majority, that the people who work for Donald Trump have to turn over his tax returns to investigators. Now, there is a and bit in of, Congress, right? It's the New it's, York. Yeah, you're right. It's Manhattan. Yeah, it's the Manhattan District Attorney, Cy Vance, and the grand jury that's been impaneled there uh, to mm-hmm. investigate Donald Trump's finances, among other things. And I think in both cases, the Supreme Court said, yeah, the president's not above the law here. You can investigate the president. You can subpoena his tax returns however you need to use them, but there are certain hurdles you need to jump in order to get them. You just can't willy-nilly going fishing expeditions, or you can't use the Trump tax returns to make some sort of political remark. But, I mean, I don't think in either case that was actually happening. But with mm-hmm. uh, Mazars, that was the congressional subpoenas. And what the Supreme Court ultimately did was rule that this has to go back to the lower courts to determine separation of powers. But the fact is that the Supreme Court did rule that the president is not above the law. It was kind of all discombobulated, almost coming down at once. But the ruling basically stated... Kavanaugh, too? Gorsuch and Kavanaugh ruled with the the majority... Et tu, Duche? Where have yes. you been, Where have you been this morning, David? Yeah, where have you been this morning, dude? It's like everywhere. <laughs> the entire world is. To be completely honest, and I've been answering messages about my Guardian article. But I mean, the main thing is here is clawing back the expansion of the unitary executive theory, the expansion of the mm-hmm. imperial presidency, that the president is somehow above it all. The president can rule over all of the other branches of government. The president can do whatever he, she wants to do, that uh, the president has immunity from investigation and all of that. That's gone. Supreme Court says, no, 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 no. 
You can't do that. And yeah, including. The presidency is not a force field. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> anyone who expected to see Donald Trump's tax returns before the election, I think, was setting unrealistic expectations. That is obviously something that we would love to see and certainly will help people make the proper decision when it comes to November 3rd. But at the same time, there could still be an opportunity to see at least some details from the tax returns in the context of indictments handed down. And that specifically would go along with what Cy Vance is doing in New York City. So that's probably more likely than actually seeing the public seeing mm-hmm. the tax returns. Well, that's a leak. longer term I bet thing. they leak on like October 29th. <laughs> oh, that would be so nice. Yeah, well, you the know? leak is always possible as far as the, the grand jury goes. If I at Maxine Waters' office, I'd be like, give me that copier. Hey, well, I mean, to post. Maxine but. Waters may not see it until after the election. That, that could take right. longer. That mm-hmm. lower court mm-hmm. ruling will then be probably kicked back up to the Supreme Court. So the likelihood of Congress being able to see any of this before before January is super low. It's the grand jury in New York that will be able to start seeing. Because yeah. Deutsche Bank already said that they would send everything that, yes. that the DA wants as of today. They're mm-hmm. like, what do you need? Yeah. And Mazars will do the same. <laughs> and anybody else they want, they anybody else that they subpoena from now on will comply because they don't want to lose any business in this country. That's right. So um, uh, they will start, com- these other entities will comply. Trump is going to still try to figure out how to fight it. But those entities, will turn over because he has to turn over tax returns to get loans. They'll turn over that information. You know what I mean? It's like out of his hands. My (laughs) understanding of this, that is in the Mazars case, there's still a few more steps that are going to have to be, a few more hurdles that have to be cleared in order for that process to play out in order for congressional right. investigators to get their hands on the tax returns and other financial statements and so on from Mazars. Right, 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 uh, right. But the Cy Vance case in New mm-hmm. York City, that seems like it's a little more fluid as far as the tax returns getting out. It seems like Cy Vance is anticipating that the grand jury is going to have Donald Trump's financial information sooner rather than later, and that uh-huh. uh, that's all going to get handed over. And as you said, Jody, Deutsche Bank has already said, yeah, we're going to comply with what the Supreme Court has said. Well, and, and Vance can then go to Mazars and go, you know what, since Deutsche Bank is doing it, and this is a criminal case at the state, with the Supreme Court has already ruled criminal cases at the state level, the president really can't stop. So hi, yeah, let yeah. me get what you have. Hi, uh, Wells Fargo. <laughs> hi, Citibank, whomever. Yep, yep. You know? Yeah. Uh, like so, so crucial. Mm-hmm. Jimmy the Lip. Where You got his financials, <laughs> Jimmy the Lip. Let's go get those. That's right. I mean, this is a huge deal. And you know what? I mean, at the very least... What we have from today's decisions are insurance policies for a second term. If Donald Trump cheats his way into a second term, which is still a very distinct possibility, let's not fool ourselves here. There is still a a decent chance that Donald Trump could do this. And if that happens, that means that uh, I think Congress will be empowered and certainly the American people through investigative materials, maybe not necessarily seeing the documents themselves, but seeing summaries, bits and pieces of the documents in various indictments and so on. That's a distinct possibility for a second term. And that could lead to any varieties. of I mean, anything to help along the possibility of Donald Trump getting removed from office, Donald Trump just simply being held accountable for once. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is mm-hmm. obviously hiding all kinds of tax scams in those documents. If he wasn't, 
He'd already be submitting them himself. He'd already be releasing his tax returns for the sake of transparency. But he hasn't because we know See, he's hiding he just, things. He's laundering Russian. He's been laundering Russian money for that years too. through Trump yeah. Tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing they keep screaming about when they say that Obama spied on him. And it was because the FBI were watching the Russian money flow through Trump Tower. Yep. Uh, and that's perfectly legal. Yeah. So uh, just uh, second term, it just it makes me flinch, even though I know it it's a remote possibility. Uh, well, you know what? Look, I, I, think- I think we should like put a ban on it like the K word. <laughs> Well, you know, look, I think we all need to prepare for that eventuality. We all need to be ready. We all need to be hunkered down for the possibility that he could do this. Because, I mean, here we are in a similar situation. I don't want to get too far afield from the Supreme Court thing just yet. But the thing that I'm witnessing right now is a lot of rosy sort of, oh, my God, it's going to be a blue tsunami kind of thing. And we're all getting, I mean, I remember Robert Reich quite distinctly going, Hey, you know what? He wrote a whole thing. I think it was for Truth Out or Move On or someone. And he wrote this whole thing about how Donald Trump could win the entire East Coast in this election, that it's going to be this blowout. And everyone on MSNBC, everyone's saying, oh, my God, this is going to be a huge blowout. Hillary Clinton is going to walk away with this. And that left us all sitting there on election night 2016 going, what the fuck is going on? And so I don't want to be in that situation again. I want to be absolutely prepared right. for, for if that happens. I, you know, look, I'm completely willing to be pleasantly surprised. I'm completely willing to say, oh, shit, I was wrong. Donald Trump did lose by a landslide margin. That's fine. I will completely accept being wrong about that. But in the meantime, I think we need to hope for the best and prepare for the worst. I think that's the rational way to go about this. So there is... Again, a possibility. There's a part of my heart that believes this will never end. That we're just gonna, you know, it's just gonna keep grinding on indefinitely forever yeah, yeah. and ever. That we'll never get his huge swollen baboon testicle face <laughs> off the TV. But the fact is um, that, look, I mean, going forward, I think the goal has always been it, when Donald Trump leaves office. We need to start repairing all of the damage. This is a huge move in that direction. I mean, the main thing that has to be done as far as repairing the long-term damage, I mean, obviously, you know, Buzz and I talked about this on Tuesday's show where we kind of thought about the things that Joe Biden will have to do starting on day one. Obviously, get the kids out of the cages. Tell Russia to cut the shit. And then mm-hmm. I think... I get all that, but I'm going to need at least 24 hours to point and laugh. You know, like, <laughs> ugh, the Stephen Millers, the Ben mm-hmm. Shapiros. Yeah. The, ugh. It's going to be very satisfying, <laughs> needless to say. I've got the a Mick whole... Right. and Mark Meadows and the... Ugh, I mean, this is how ugh. psychotic I am about Trump. I mean, I just sit here day after day thinking of all the tweets that I'm going to fire off to Donald Trump when he loses. So needless to say... I am preparing for that. I just, again, I don't want to be slapped in the face with some sort of uh, catastrophic awfulness here. But this takes a little Mm. bit of the sting, the potential sting of it, knowing that Donald Trump does not have the immunity that he was asserting in court. That just does not exist. And so the lower courts rule the right way, and they already have once. They do it again. And suddenly, Donald Trump is just exposed. There's nothing he can do to prevent Mazars or Deutsche Bank or any of these other Mm -hmm. financial institutions from releasing all of his information to uh, investigators. There's nothing he can do. I guess the only thing he could do is he could use Russian money to buy Mazars 
and maybe just <laughs> shut it down and destroy all of its records. But I mean, that's that's not going to happen. That's a ridiculous eventuality. There's maybe a one out of a million chance that it would actually go down that way. It's I, even I think the Russians are right about ready to flip to whip the curtain and do the big reveal. Yeah. That's what they love to do after the fact is mm. reveal exactly what they did and how mm-hmm. they used him as a tool. Yeah. And I think he's just about outlived his usefulness to the Kremlin. Oh, yeah. I could be right. wrong. Well, meanwhile, um, the AP said today, as far as these ruling goes, it, it probably will be at least several weeks before the court issues a formal judgment that would trigger the turnover of the records. So we are talking about a few weeks here. I think there's cause for optimism as far as this goes. But, I mean, remember, we never went into these court cases thinking that if the Supreme Court ruled the right way, suddenly we would all have a copy of Donald Trump's tax returns saved on our computers and on our phones. That's not, not, (laughs) that wasn't the expectation at all, was it? But so the, well, the, I mean, I, I, I hoped you know there yeah. would be like an explosive leak from somewhere, <laughs> besides his diapers. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I was waiting for that one. Uh, the AP, the AP's report also said that uh, the court rejected arguments by Trump's lawyers and the Justice Department that the president is immune from investigations while he holds office, or that a prosecutor must show a greater need than normal. To obtain the records. Again, a major blow to the uh, unitary executive theory, which, as we all know, that's the theory that Donald Trump is playing with the most. And and as far as I'm concerned, the most frightening aspect of his presidency is he feels as if he has absolute power. And we've heard him assert that time and time again. I have absolute power over the states. I have absolute power over the Congress. I have absolute power over everything because that's what Bill Barr tells me. And Bill Barr, as we know, is a kind of a disciple of Dick Cheney's uh, unitary executive mm-hmm. theory. So uh, he ain't even got absolute power over his hair. <laughs> I know, I know. That's the thing. <laughs> it's just, <sighs> uh, just. Mm. So, uh, following the Supreme Court ruling in Vance, Deutsche Bank, as Jody was saying earlier, the bank that employed Justice Kennedy's son, who loaned money to Trump when no one else would says they will uh, comply with the Manhattan DA's request for Donald Trump's financial records. Cy Vance, who's the Manhattan DA, saying right now it's a tremendous victory for the rule of law and the investigation will now resume. Um, and again, look, anyone, anyone who's going, well, maybe this is bad news or a mixed bag, you're just not paying attention. You're not. I, I, I was wondering, has anybody read the dissent yet from Alito and Thomas? <laughs> No, I haven't. I haven't looked at it. But I, I was doing a Google search for it. Apparently, it's not been published yet. I'm sure it's at SCOTUS blog somewhere. But um, yeah. I'm so curious as to what their arguments were against the New York ruling in particular. Yeah, I'm expecting Donald Trump at any moment now to tweet that he won unanimously just based on Alito and Thomas. <laughs> you know what he does? Right, he does. Right, he did yeah. this. He did this with the impeachment vote in the House. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, look, that's true. I I won that vote unanimously among Republicans. <laughs> so, so, no, that's not how it works. So he is a look. Big win for me because Alito uh, and Thomas. I won one hundred percent of Alito and Thomas's uh, decision <laughs> in the Supreme Court ruling. Oh, but he God. lost one hundred percent of his appointees. Right. Right. <laughs> He's such an idiot. Um, Marty Lederman, who's a Georgetown law professor, uh, said that the uh, House Intelligence Committee, therefore, should eventually be able to review the records to ascertain whether Trump is influenced by foreign entanglements. 
But make no mistake, Lederman wrote, uh, it almost surely won't be able to do so until after the election because the remand uh, proceedings will take a while. So, uh, mm-hmm. again, it would have been nice to see this stuff before the election. Quite frankly, I think we got a lot on him already. I think there's almost... <laughs> yeah, his conduct in office alone is yeah. grounds enough. I mean, seriously, would the addition of tax returns before the election make that big a difference given the yeah. laundry list of literally tens of thousands of things, If you, especially if you loop in all of the lies? I mean, we cannot process all of the stuff that we know that he has done that he has actually confessed to. So it just seems to me as if we're uh, gilding the lily a little bit, waiting for tax returns to drop before the uh, election happens. Again, the fire hose of news is so uh, all-consuming. Like, it's impossible to evaluate all of the Trump crimes that have occurred, as you guys said, while in office, that uh, adding more things to process just will, I think make things more confused and maybe not place the attention on those individual things that ought to be placed on those, uh, uh, you know, maybe the tax returns or whatever. I mean, there's lots of things. Mm -hmm. I mean, the the fact that he was, his people were absolutely colluding with Russia. uh, That's something that uh, we aren't quite able to uh, process fully because of the fire hose of news. So Lederman also said here on Twitter, he said, uh, So my initial impression is that the House Intelligence Committee and possibly the Oversight Committee subpoenas should withstand the inquiry that the court directs the lower courts to perform, at least if they're tailored a bit, but probably not the financial services subpoena. You know what else I want to talk about in this context? That Pulitzer Prize winning what it was a tw- like 15,000 word article in the New York Times. Right, Mary Trump was right. the leaker on that yeah, one. Yeah, that was a, a big deal. And it's probably a good idea to revisit that mm-hmm. to give us a sense of what Donald Trump actually does illegally with his tax returns or some of the things. Uh, and as you said, Jody, it turns out Mary Trump provided a bunch of the documents and the, the entire story about how she acquired those documents uh, from her attorney is really fascinating. It's detailed in her new book about uh, Donald Trump and the Trump family. But these are a couple of paragraphs to give you an indication in terms of what Donald Trump, the kind of shenanigans uh, Donald Trump does to become, you know, a tax cheat, which we all know that he is. Much of the uh, money came to Trump. Much of uh, Fred Trump's money and other money came to Mr. Trump because he helped his parents dodge taxes. He and his siblings set up a sham corporation to disguise millions of dollars in gifts from their parents. Uh, Records indicate that Mr. Trump helped his father take improper tax deductions worth millions more. He also helped formulate a strategy to undervalue his parents' real estate holdings by hundreds of millions of dollars on tax returns, sharply reducing the tax bill when those properties were transferred to him and his siblings. Uh, The manipulation of values to evade taxes was central to one of the most important financial events in Donald Trump's life. In an episode never before revealed, Mr. Trump and his siblings gained ownership of most of their father's empire on November 22nd, 1997, a year and a half before Fred Trump's death. Critical to the complex transaction was the value put on the real estate. The lower its value, the lower the gift taxes. Uh, The Trumps dodged hundreds of millions in gift taxes by submitting tax returns that grossly undervalued the properties, claiming they were worth just $41 million. The same set of buildings would be sold off over the next decade for more than 16 times that amount. 
So this is the kind of stuff that he does on a routine basis. This is the kind of stuff that uh, Michael Cohen testified about uh, in congressional hearings. And in fact, what Donald Trump often does, and this is how you can kind of expose the scam, is he undervalues his uh, net worth and his properties for the purposes of taxes, but overvalues them for the purposes of insurance applications, for example. So not only is Donald Trump committing tax fraud, but he's also committing insurance fraud and all kinds of shit on top of all the rest of it. So the existence of the tax returns is important not only to expose money that he might be receiving from Russia or other nefarious providers, but also to expose these tax schemes, which is just, I mean, even in that debate, wasn't it the debate with Hillary Clinton where Donald Trump was like, yeah, you know what? Look, I'm just exploiting the loopholes that you fail to (laughs) enforce. Mm -hmm. So it's your problem, not my problem. Wasn't part of the reason that his sister had to resign from the bench was because of this, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She yeah. had a lifetime appointment and she had to step down. Yeah. Y- yeah, and that was to prevent not only herself from being exposed, but also the president from being exposed. Absolutely. So, I mean, this is big. This, she doesn't want but his taxes Mary, out. <laughs> yeah. If Mary Trump's book is to be believed, I mean, this the, the boy is the father of the man. He paid someone else to take his SAT. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and his sister did all his homework in college. He just, you know... I thought the the most interesting part or the most telling thing was when she was like set up to write the sequel to The Art of the Deal and she spent what did you, like months following him around and listening in on phone yeah. calls and was like I have no idea what he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's he doesn't work. Mm-hmm. He just talks. He runs his mouth all the fucking time and that's all he's ever done. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. In fact, and lost know- catastrophic amounts of money in the process. You know, I was uh, watching over the break. I watched that documentary on Netflix. It's a four-part documentary about Trump. It's called Trump the American Dream. And uh, it's actually really well done. Each episode of the four parts is about one aspect of Trump's past that kind of formed the run for president and his actual presidency. So it goes right up to the span of the documentary goes right up to election day, but doesn't delve into his presidency. It's just everything that formed the Donald Trump brand as president. Uh, One of the people interviewed for the uh, documentary said that they walked, they were hanging out with Trump in his office and he was spending all his time going through just a giant stack of magazines and newspapers, each marked with post-it notes to specific pages where Donald Trump Trump's name is mentioned. So he spends all that time going through just a gigantic stack of publications, wondering what and and reading what people are saying about him. It made me think that maybe he does look at his mentions on Twitter. Maybe Mm -hmm. to an extent he does scroll through how people are responding to him, which makes me kind of happy. Because that indicates that <laughs> you're just like a Palestinian kid throwing rocks at an Israeli tank, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, like- also, there's uh, some huge news coming from Trump Tower <laughs> today, and it was just it was happening just as the Supreme Court decisions were being handed down. 
And so mm-hmm. this was like a, just a one-two punch to Donald Trump's bloated, pus-filled face. It was just <laughs> such a beautiful thing to observe. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more coming up here in just a second. But first, you know, the uh, dramatic rise in COVID-19 infections and hospitalizations is freaking us all out. Half of the states in the nation, including some of our largest states, uh, have increased caseloads. I mean, the spike is going through the roof. California has already mandated wearing face masks when outdoors. Even the governor of Texas is strongly advocating wearing face masks. How do you keep yourself and your family safe, though? Beyond face masks, uh, one of the biggest carriers of bacteria and, and viruses is your cell phone. But with the clean phone and its use of UVC light technology, the same technology used in hospitals to keep our first responders safe, you can sanitize your phone, earbuds, jewelry, credit cards, even car and house keys in just a matter of minutes, killing 99.9% of bacteria and viruses as well. Right now, the clean phone comes with a free two-day shipping, and you can add a KN95 mask uh, to your order or several of them to your order. We all need to defend ourselves and our family against the increasing COVID infection rates. Go to thenewdealshop.com, brand new website for you to bookmark, thenewdealshop.com, and purchase the clean phone now. Get one for your home and one for your office. Go to thenewdealshop.com and order the clean phone and stock up on N95 masks, too. Be prepared and stay well at thenewdealshop.com. Okay, meanwhile, you know what people generally hate is when other people post pictures of them unauthorized on social media, and it always turns out, at least with me, when people post pictures of me (laughs) without my authorization, they're so weird. It's like always me at my weirdest, and I just go, oh, my God. And I know some people look and they see, oh, eye bags, too, and, and wrinkle fine lines and wrinkles around your eyes, too. Well... Here's the solution. First, you got to get control of your your friends on social media and say, stop posting my unauthorized photos. Uh, but then you got to get yourself some Plexiderm. It's a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates those wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags, all in the comfort of your own home in just a matter of minutes. Plexiderm goes on clear and lasts for so many hours, so nobody is going to know your secret unless you tell them. Uh, get Plexiderm and love how you look and feel this summer in the mirror and in photos on social media. Go to triplexiderm.com. Use my code VOICES for half off full-size bottle of Plexiderm plus an additional $10 off or try a $14.95 trial pack today by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code VOICES. Again, visit triplexiderm.com. Use the code VOICES for half off a full-size bottle plus an extra $10 off or try a $14.95 trial pack when you use the code VOICES at triplexiderm.com. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. You pick me up in your pickup truck. The sun's coming up, Blue Ridge Mountain glory. So we pricked ourselves on the thorns of love. Well, that doesn't mean it's the end of the story. This is CC Grace, the great CC Grace. Flowers in the Mountain Wind from her Fortunate Woman album uh, going back to uh, 2013. Yeah, CeCe Grace was sending me a song a day throughout the entire vacation. It was such a great feature of my break where every day I got to look forward to a brand new CeCe Grace song that I hadn't heard before. And so... uh, Nice. Those are really great lyrics. It takes me like... I don't know. I'm from the mountains. You know, my... 
people were hillbillies, actually. <laughs> but that's right. Um, and I just there's something about mountains and the the way the sky looks up there, and the air is so clear. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it really evokes that uh, that image too, as far as uh, CC Grace's vocals and just pristine instrumentation and all the rest of it. This is such a great way to spend my vacation Good listening stuff. to new CC Grace music. I sent you a song when you were on vacation. Yes, you did, and it well, it was like a demo, wasn't it? It was a song that you yeah, were recording. Yeah, yeah. The pro- yeah, you came up with the lyrics on the spur of the moment and had to pound them out. I thought it was a great song. It's gonna, yeah, I can't wait till it's. I uh, came up with the lyrics when Jody asked me what I was doing after we got cut off last time. Oh yeah, hey, good. So a benefit to my computer fucking up. <laughs> I don't think you even know this yet, Jody. I wrote a whole song called "Waiting for the World to End." Waiting oh. on the world to what are you doing? I'm waiting on the world to end. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, it's really great. Are you, you going to do? We've, a, re- we've recorded a you know a basic guitar track and a vocal. We got to go back in the next couple of days and record some backup vocals and a little solo part for the guitar and uh, and then we'll mix it and then we'll have to master it and then you will have it hopefully by this time next week. Great, Woo-hoo! can't wait. Um, That'll be awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's uh, it's very it's very topical. I feel like it touches on our times and uh, it's relevant, so it needs to be out quickly. So, what's going on with uh, Brian Kemp? He is just he is screwing. Wait, all wait, the Trump judges. Tower! Come on, you can't leave me hanging. What <laughs> happened came out of Trump, Trump Tower? Tower. Yeah, okay. this is fantastic. He's having a really bad day. Trump is not having a good day today. Yeah, he's having a terrible day, and this made me so happy. The Black Lives Matter. <sighs> Black Lives Matter mural is being painted on Fifth Avenue right outside Trump Tower. So, oh, that's beautiful. While Donald Trump no longer considers that his home, the other Trump people do. I think, doesn't Junior live there? Don't all the Trump kids live in Trump Tower? And they, but I think they, they do. They yeah, I thought you were going to say there had been a COVID outbreak at Trump Tower. Well, there's probably that too. Um, Not yet. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Just Kimberly Guilfoyle so far, right? Oh, yeah, just Guilfoyle. And I swear to God, Junior's probably got it, too. If Guilfoyle has it, Junior's got it. We're just not knowing. Well, that all depends on if they're sleeping together. Yeah, Yeah, COVID's not the most toxic thing she's had inside her. So she'll probably pull through. (laughs) Well, as we covered the other day on on Tuesday's show, they actually had to drive home. They drove home from wherever they were. He shouldn't have been near her. She should have been taken separately from him. I mean, you know, that's the first thing you do. I like to think that Junior was strapped to the roof like uh, Mitt Romney did with the dog. (laughs) Mitt Romney's dog. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me happy. It may not have happened that way, but just the thought of it. No, that's Eric. He's up on top with his weird lips (laughs) flapping in the wind. (laughs) That is Eric. <laughs> so funny. Uh, you sent me a pic- somebody sent me a picture of him, and I just every time I look at him, all I can think of is if it's like Euro disco vampire from an '80s movie. Yeah, you know, like someone pushing some futuristic drug. You know, you want to do some Jack, man. Well, so needless to say, uh, Trump Tower is now being trolled uh, by Black Lives Matter, and the, one of the greatest things about this is the fact that everyone assumed, all of the red hats assumed. That when Donald Trump got elected, that Black Lives Matter was just going to go away. It was just Mm -hmm. all of it. Trans people were just going to go away. Just Mm -hmm. all the stuff from the previous eight years was just going to disappear. And while Donald Trump has been trying desperately to disappear all the things that he can disappear, 
Uh, it's not working, obviously. They tried to bury us. They didn't know that we were seeds. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it was a <laughs> foolish thing to assume in the first place. They just figured that it was this huge victory for racism, a huge victory for... Well, I said that back in the, right after it happened. I was like, you know, today's trans and queer kids are not just going to quietly go back into the closet, folks. I got some news for you. Yeah, I know. And, uh, and that was they, the assumption. The assumption was that uh, it was all going to go away just because this one guy got elected. Like somehow Donald Trump can. Is that why all the people are so angry? The Trump people that we see screaming on videos, knocking off ma- masks off the counter or the thing at Target, you know? Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that. it's part of it. it the, the big deal about that is it's just, to me, the eruption of inchoate rage that occurs when all of the fiction that you've built up in your head all of the fucking nonsense that Donald Trump has pumped into the softened brains of all of these people uh, is now <laughs> colliding with factual reality. The fact that Donald Trump thinks, oh, it's not a big deal, it's just the flu, it goes away, it's China, blah, 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 all the bullshit, and then suddenly their friends and family are ser- getting serious infections uh, that they didn't think existed. <laughs> you know, and then, so it's this collision. Uh, There's a really good article in the Associated Press by Jonathan Lemire and someone else. Yeah, about it's just it's a timeline basically. Mm-hmm. It's everything that's it's just, but it's and it's mostly information you know. But when you see it all presented in a narrative like that, and he's pretty much quoting me word for word. I mean, I don't think he's ever heard me, but he's like, you know, the virus doesn't have a Twitter account. Yeah, like mm-hmm. bluster has its limits when you're dealing with a non sentient enemy, mm-hmm. uh, and the. It's it's actually, but it's very very well written. Yeah, uh, and I enjoyed it. So I thought I'd. Yeah, it's really good. And, and you know, the other thing is too, going back to the Black Lives Matter mural on Fifth Avenue outside Trump Tower. <laughs> F you. It makes me just makes me, <laughs> makes me so happy. That was my little. No, it's true. It's like, <laughs> I mean, it's like he has been, you know. He's a poor, deplorable troll, you know, yeah. uh, and oh, we're yeah. trolling back now. That's right. The entire country has turned around. And it's like, you know, mayors mm-hmm. who are putting, you know, riding on the street in front of where he lives. Black Lives Matter, you asshole. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's... Go ahead. You know those red hats who tried to paint over the mural, uh, the Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter mural on the yeah. street in Martinez, uh, California? They're being charged with hate crimes. <laughs> yeah! Good. Good. Fuckers. <sighs> Speaking of all the, the crazy people and inchoate rage that we're seeing in these videos on social media, did you guys see the one of the guy who looked like the uh, crazy prospector from Blazing Saddles? Did you see that one? Because there's a bunch no. of a bunch of videos last week. Maybe dial back the mad dog energy a little bit. Yeah, well, that was kind of it. But there was a series of those where a bunch of different <clears throat> videos of people testifying <clears throat> before city council and everything like that, just raging about the masks. Uh, I mean... The, Common refrain is that somehow wearing the mask is going to uh, hurt them physically somehow. It's going to endanger their ability to breathe. I mean, what what Dean Cain was whining about the carbon monoxide he's inhaling because of the oh, because of the mask. Is, <laughs> oh my god! Just stupid. Okay, I'm idiot. a freaking heart patient. Okay. And I have claustrophobia because yeah. the actual incident that kicked off my heart attack happened in an MRI tube. And I start no, to freak oh, yeah. the fuck out when I, I have a those. mask on for too long and I still wear it because yeah. mm-hmm. I don't want to get anyone else sick and I don't want to get sick. So, but it's, you know, I was, 
actually cleaning in a mask yesterday and there was all this dust flying around and I just wanted to rip it off and I was like, God, yeah. I hate these things. They freak me out. Yeah. It's like, but we have to, you know, you got to wear them. Oh yeah. And, and speaking of coronavirus and people who might have coronavirus, it occurred to me that uh, going back to junior for a second, that juniors taxes might be exposed in this too. Just in so far mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. Uh, the tax returns include Trump's business taxes, which means uh, mm-hmm. All this shit that Junior and Eric and Ivanka are in charge of, you know, that's all going to get exposed as well. I wanted to throw that in because mm-hmm. it's important for us to remember that this isn't just about Donald Trump, that it's also about his entire family. He's actually. Oh, that is definitely another scoop on my Schadenfreude Sunday. I mean, if yeah. you're going you know? to, <laughs> if you're going to cheat on your taxes, you better make sure that your entire family isn't looped into the scheme and, and therefore uh, liable in the entire case. So, yeah, that's Donald Trump. You know what I wonder? Yeah. If he tested, if Trump tested positive for COVID, would they tell him? I don't think he would, would tell us. Would you want to be the doctor that would reveal those results? You know, I mean, I, I've thought about that. I mean, I, I thought maybe even Donald Trump Jr. could have coronavirus. They're just not going to tell anybody. They'll just say, oh, yeah, I tested negative. Not a problem. But oh, no, I, David was asking if the doctor wouldn't tell Trump well, himself. I know, well, I understand that, but I'm just saying that regardless of how Donald Trump is told or not, even if he was, he wouldn't well, tell the public. Us. What's that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. exactly. Yeah, they would lie oh, to absolutely. us. They would just tell us. So irrespective of who's telling Trump what, they wouldn't tell us. I mean, Donald Trump could have had, because he admitted to taking hydroxychloroquine for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So he could have had it already and was taking hydroxychloroquine for it, like an idiot. I'll be here all week. Try the hydroxychloroquine. It's untested. Yeah. Um. Oh, so funny. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I, but I we were going to talk about Brian Kemp, and I, we it'll yes. take us into the broader conversation about schools, because that's the one thing I didn't get to cover in my co- well. Brian right, Kemp right. last week on Wednesday, he said. Oh, and I don't have the quote in front of me, but he was just like, well, you know, we got to have a college football season. My daughter was asking me, Daddy, aren't we going to have football this year? We got to have it. So you, you I know, have your quote. Wait, hold on. I can quote from your article to you. Yes. Can you do the accent, though? I can. My daughters, they keep asking me, Daddy, do you think we're going to have college football? <laughs> Surely we got to have the season. I said, well, if people, especially our young people, don't start wearing a mask when they're going out in public and our numbers keep rising, that's going to be a tall task. (laughs) Yeah, you know, that's the priority, not the hundreds of thousands of people in Albany who got sick in the initial outbreak, not the healthcare workers who are, like I said in my piece, like bracing for impact, like people in a car that's gone spinning Mm -hmm. across the median into traffic. Like, it's just, you know, football. That's what counts. But, I mean, it's a cult. It's, it's college, The only thing racist assholes love more than Donald Trump is fucking college football. Oh, my God. Is, it's like a weird fever that comes over people. Go ahead. Is Kemp also doing the same thing that Trump is doing, which is to kind of frame this as being... You know, if schools don't reopen, it's going to reflect badly on me. Like, it, like people yeah. not wanting to reopen the schools necessarily are just interested in attacking Donald Trump or just interested in attacking Brian Kemp. Is that is that his Pretty, approach? Every to- move he makes right now, he is from what I hear from my people who are close to him. Uh, there is a desperation around his administration right now to get a positive a PR win. 
Yeah. In his, you know, his polls are way down. He's the, the one governor that's not testing positively mm-hmm. uh, poll-wise, you know, in terms of favorability in the whole country. He's like the only person whose numbers are as low as Trump's. Although wow. DeSantis is get, starting to give him some competition. Yeah. So he like came running up to Athens when we had our big peaceful protest with the National Guard, hoping he would have a riot to go in and crack some heads, and that didn't work. Hmm. And so there was like a shooting at a party on 4th of July, and that's he's declared a state of emergency in Atlanta because there was a shooting. (laughs) Um, And he's bringing the National Guard there this weekend. I don't think they're going to oblige him by having a riot either. The real serious news, though, is that um, Mayor Lance Bottoms and her husband have both tested positive for Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So far, I've heard she's asymptomatic, so I'm praying that she's just an asymptomatic person. That doesn't... Did you hear the scary stuff about that? No. Oh, that you can still end up with permanent lung damage if you never feel a thing. Oh, shit. Really? Fuck. Yes. It's. It, I do not want to watch Lawrence O'Donnell ever again. He scares me now, like Malcolm Nance does. It's yeah. just like no. I'm hiding under the covers at seven thirty at night, <laughs> California time. Going no, Lawrence, don't have a doctor on, please. Oh, you know, yeah. God. Apparently, you can have no symptoms, but your lungs will be damaged, or you have brain damage that you didn't know about. I mean, it's like th- this. This virus is. The planet yelling at humans to get off its back so that it can restart. <laughs> yeah. Mother Nature saying, "Go to your goddamn room and think about what you've done." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I just uh, go ahead. I was just going to say the uh, the CDC has decided, by the way, that it's not going to revise its school reopening okay. guidelines, despite Good. what Donald Trump and Mike Pence have been saying. Which thank I'd God. I'd like to make a prediction. Yeah. Nobody's going back to fucking school in a month. Not after the July 4th we just saw with people in, you know, jumping in lakes all on top of each other. God, there were so many crackers in that lake in Michigan. It was like a bowl of hot chicken noodles. Oh, it's disgusting. Missouri. I was just, but you know what even bothered me more was the the gays at Fire Island who were all, you know, going to their parties and, you know, sex parties and dance parties and drug parties. And, you know, I just, that's never been my scene anyway, but it's just like, well, we have to be responsible. Just uh, so we all are aware, simply being liberal, simply being progressive doesn't make you smart necessarily. I mean, just it, there, there is the possibility that there are dumb I feel liberals. very seen right now. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I mean, there are quite a few, certainly not as many, not anywhere near as many uh, red hats, but we see, you know, some liberals doing foolish, foolish things. And whether it's peer pressure, whether it's just some other, I don't know, some other motivation, doesn't matter. It's just, it's not smart. And what's happening here is, uh, all of this uh, irresponsible behavior, all of this self-destructive behavior that we're seeing all over the place, it's not only obviously damaging those places where it's happening and spreading further and further, but it's also going to start affecting the areas of the country that have been responsible. And I was just looking at what's happening here in Maryland, for example, where the curve has been flattened in Maryland. I mean, we are at the bottom end of the sort of bell-shaped curve of all of this. But I don't think that's going to last very long. It was like I I ran out and got a haircut last week because I was like, I'm not going to have a window like this uh, potentially uh, in a couple of weeks when it, it begins to spread around because... 
The fact remains that life finds a way, and it's not just going to... The coronavirus doesn't recognize state borders. It's going to eventually make its way to the safe areas and uh, reinfect those areas, too. Because nothing is being done. This is why we have to have a national program of prevention and flattening the curve. This is why Donald Trump is failing it's utterly just what makes my job. brain bleed, is yeah. that they just walked away. Right. Like, I'm bored with this. We're not doing it anymore. I don't want to listen to Fauci. Well, the, the whole point of having a federal government, or one of the many points of having a federal government, is to deal with the things that transcend the state borders. The things that exactly. s- specific state governors can't do themselves. Like the governor of Indiana can't deal with what the governor of Ohio is doing. It just doesn't happen that way. So you need to have a president who's going to step in with emergency management to guide the entire process from coast to coast. It's just like individual states... Or at least find someone smart enough to do it and yeah. not freaking Mike Pence What's like, who's got less sense than a damn prize steer. It's like Flo- <laughs> Florida and Texas and Alabama didn't fight World War II by themselves. It was a national effort to defend the country. It was the same with, uh, you know, the reaction to 9-11 and, and all the rest of it. And the- you, you just don't get the option of going bored now and walking away. Yeah, exactly. You're not when you're the president. Yeah, this I thing. wonder sometimes if he'll quit because he's bored, because he doesn't get to do his rallies anymore. That's been a, ca- a catastrophe. Yeah, Tulsa's yeah. numbers have skyrocketed. Oh, I, you know, I haven't ruled out that possibility as far as Donald Trump resigning before the election. If it looks bad enough for him, it's still, I think, a distinct possibility. I think in order to shield himself, he's going to have to do it. I mean, in order to uh, prevent himself from getting prosecuted once he leaves office... The only way to make that happen is to resign with the agreement that Mike Pence will pardon him once he does. That's the only the thing. The word he hates most in the world is loser. Yeah, I know. We should just flood the planet with loser Trump, oh, yeah. loser yeah. Trump, loser well, Trump. You know? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's one of my many things that I've, I've got <laughs> on deck to tweet at him uh, if he loses. Is I, I just can't wait for the one-term loser tweets. I'm just going to be relentless with the mm-hmm. hashtag one-term loser. That's going to eat him to death. It's going to be great. Remember Dana Carvey as Bush when he's like, don't make me a one-termer. Yeah. Looks bad in the history books. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, the fact that it's going to be one-term loser, I'm going to fire that off at him. And I'm also going to mention over and over again that Barack Obama got two terms. And in each victory, he won more than 300 electoral votes. In fact, way more of the electoral votes than Donald Trump got in 2016. That's just going to be the meme alive. What? With Obama with the eagle at the door. It's like, knock, knock, who's there? Two terms. Uh, American Eagle, oh, and some weed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, we're going to take one last break and wrap up the show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out. Unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good. 
and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. From Maryland, this is a project called Stone Cold Chakra. A song, like song called The Bell. Dreamy. Dedicated to Black Lives Matter, in fact. Mm, really great. Bunch of great songs on this guy's uh, SoundCloud. and uh, Can't wait to play many, many more tracks from uh, Stone Cold Chakra moving forward. BobSeska.com slash music if you want to submit. Links in the description to support all of the indie bands here in the show at bobsuska.com. Please do, why don't you? Okay, so moving along here as we get close to the end of the show here today. uh, The United States has reported more than 60,000 new COVID-19 cases as of Tuesday. Total number of confirmed cases have crossed 3 million. uh, 60,021 reported cases set a record for new cases reported in a single day after the coronavirus was first reported in the U.S. in January. The first million cases were reported over three months. The second million cases were reported over a period of about six weeks. So there you go. That's in this second spike. I think we have to refer to this second spike as being the Trump spike because this is uh-huh. the crest of the first wave. Exactly. It, exactly. And it's right. Still building. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And this is entirely about Donald Trump's irresponsibility and his yep. malicious incompetence, which, you know, we were at the top of the, the first little spike, the first peak that we hit. We were at the mm-hmm. very top of that. And then Donald Trump said, oh, that's great. We're winning. It's time to reopen. <laughs> Is this, I mean, so colossally irresponsible. And again, the goal is obviously re-election. The goal is reinforcing the Trump brand. To say that the coronavirus is a threat and that he's going to do something about it, he's going to institute a national policy to do it. For some reason, some fucked up reason in his head, he sees that as being a failure for his uh, I, presidency. I don't understand and therefore, that. I, it doesn't make any sense because he could have stopped no it. I mean, he could have, everyone would have recognized that he did the right uh-huh. thing. But you know what? Absolutely. It is being now reflected in his polling numbers. I and mean, he's nearly, I think the spread between approve and disapprove is now uh, like 0.2 percentage points away from being a 15 point spread, which is wow. the largest spread it's been since uh, late December, early January of 2017 going into 2018. Mm-hmm. That was the last time his disapproval was this high. Meanwhile, speak- I feel like there's been a confluence of, advent- of events, though, in terms of, I think for a lot of white people, yeah. this has been the first time that our government has moved from neglecting us to actually trying to harm us. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. And so when, and bear with me here, but when everybody saw the George Floyd video... They kind of felt 
that knee. Yeah. I mean, not everybody, but I mean, just a lot of people were moved to compassion that would not otherwise have been moved to compassion because suddenly it's like, oh yeah, the government wants to hurt us. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think the re- the response and the the huge movement that's you know convulsed the country in terms of racial justice and social change has been so racially mixed because suddenly yeah. it's like everybody is helpless together. Mm. Well, you guys remember that in early April the reports came down that mainly black and brown people were dying at a higher rate than white folks. Yeah, and, and Brian Kemp was I, like, "Hot damn, what's open?" Uh, and yeah. but now apparently I believe it's Georgia is now reporting more white people dying from it. So I think the tune's going to change soon. Yeah, interesting how that happens. The other thing is, just answering our question from earlier, Jody, in terms of uh, why he doesn't see this as being, why he doesn't see a responsible uh, plan for the coronavirus uh, and flattening the curve and all the rest of it, why he doesn't see that as a positive for him, I I think it has entirely to do with the stock market. I think this is, I think Donald Trump has coupled the success or failure of his presidency with the success or failure of the stock market itself, with the Dow Jones Industrial Average or NASDAQ, whichever uh, index you want to look at. Did you see the Washington Post where they were just like, well, the White House hopes America will just get used to the carnage? Yeah, well, that's just it. And the thing is, come to accept it. But but the thing is, everything that Donald Trump is doing is geared toward manipulating the stock market to keep climbing. He understands mm-hmm. that if he is positively pushing a reopen plan mm-hmm. that and, and a premature reopening plan, mm-hmm. that the stock market will react favorably. Don, remember, Donald Trump has been manipulating the stock market going back decades. This is what he does. He knows how to flood the zone with things that the stock market wants to hear in order to benefit himself. Never forget green mailing, for example. This is one of the things that was in that New York Times piece. The fact that Donald Trump and Fred Trump used to do something called green mailing, where they would manipulate stocks using the press to uh, their own financial advantage. And it's just one of the many things that they do to screw around with the numbers, to in fact screw around with people's finances, whether you're talking about the spazzy white guy traders in lower Manhattan, or if you're talking about people with their 401ks, you know, the difference between Wall Street and Main Street, they're all getting screwed by Donald Trump. Remember, do you remember when the, the pandemic was really getting kicked off and the stock market started soaring? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, this is the, this is the actual disconnect. Well, no, I it actually... It whatever actually, civilization we're left with when this is over... Yeah. No, I mean, the disconnect is that the billionaires were making money. Suddenly they're like, ooh, we can make money off this. And the mm-hmm. stock market started to soar. And every- To me, it shows how much the stock market and reality have nothing to do with each other. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, the thing is, the stock market was collapsing all the way through Monday, March 23rd. And that was, again, the numbers went down lower than they were when Trump first took office. So the right. entire, all of the Trump gains on the, uh, at least in the Dow, uh, disappeared. And then things started to climb again. Why? Because Donald Trump started talking about reopening. And so mm-hmm. he won't let go of that because at least he can have the Dow and the NASDAQ as some sort of indicator that his presidency isn't entirely a failure. Therefore, he's manipulating the stock market and all of this in the face of a global pandemic that is killing 130,000 Americans or has killed 130,000 Americans. Yeah. It is so incredibly irresponsible. It is so incredibly malicious. In a malicious. weird way, Joe Biden is uniquely favored to take to comfort. So many people mm-hmm. are going to die. Yeah. And Joe Biden is like, I mean, if you ever want to hear anyone talk about grief and surviving oh, grief yeah. mm-hmm. and, and, and finding reasons to go on. 
yeah. after losing the people who are the world to you. Right. It's Joe Biden and his voice is so comforting. And there was some ad the other day and I was in the kitchen cooking and I couldn't understand what he was saying. But it was just like I had like, you know, come home from the doctor after breaking my arm at the Little League game or something. He's like, you're going to heal up and you're going to get out there and you're going to show him, kid. Yeah. You know, and it was just like I got all choked up. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just I know that he wasn't at some people's first choice. He wasn't my first choice. But now as things are like arcing around, I feel like there is no public figure who has suffered such staggering losses. Yeah. And come through it intact. Mm -hmm. Right. And and the other thing that Trump is ignoring, as of today, 50 million of us are out of work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they're bragging about it. I mean, Donald Trump Jr. termed the unemployment rate as being exciting economic news. The unemployment rate is 11.1%, if you believe what the uh, Bureau of Labor and Statistics is saying right now, because they've admitted on a couple of occasions that they're leaving out certain quadrants of unemployment. And so the thing is, 11.1%. 11.1%. That's exciting economic news. The, the, but when the unemployment rate was 5%, 5% coming out of the An Obama years, that was American carnage. 5% yes. unemployment. Like, that was unacceptable. Oh, man. And we have to fix that. It's now 11.1%. Oh, it's so exciting. Isn't it exciting? Oh, my God. The first time I heard the phrase American Carnage after the inauguration or around that, I was just like, it gave me a horrible feeling. And you know what? Yeah. This is the real American Carnage. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. It is. We're there. Yeah. I mean, it's going to get worse. Bodies in refrigerator trucks, everybody. Yep. (laughs) He's right. Uh, Thanks for listening. Have a nice week. (laughs) I'm Mary Hart. Welcome to Entertainment Tonight. Me and my white power friends are here to help you at Mount Rushmore. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, don't they don't they know they're being captured on video? Don't they understand how cameras work? <sighs> you know what really is appalling though is to be someone who's been in the South their whole life, who has seen the struggle and the heartache and the loss and the pain, and to see him, this like you know German immigrant from Queens, to be just glomming onto the Confederacy like it's his thing now. Yeah, it's just like. Oh, dude, don't even you you don't even go here, okay? Like, just I mean, get how, the fuck out. How the go South ahead. isn't using the term carpetbagger more often to refer to Donald no Trump kidding. is beyond me because that's absolutely I agree. that's absolutely. I blame I Brazilian waxes. <laughs> so gross. Like, oh my I'm god. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, All right, so, folks. Bye. So, so send you your know, hate mail to T Rex to see no. Uh, but by the way, the Supreme Court today ruled that a big chunk of Oklahoma is still Oklahoma, uh, Native yeah. American territory. Uh, so yeah. That's huge. And that was Gorsuch a, was the swing vote on that. Yeah, big deal there. Also, uh, on the downside, Tulsa, Oklahoma is experiencing a surge in coronavirus cases roughly two yeah. weeks after Trump held his indoor rally in Shocking. that arena, that failed rally. Shocked, I tells you. Unfucking believable. You think maybe that like Elena Kagan and Sonia Sotomayor are like bagging people over the head and throwing them into the back of the <laughs> And like taking him out in the country, and like Elena Kagan's like, I have a hammer in my hand. I can break every bone in your arm. It'll take about an hour. You know, like oh RGB is just over in the corner, like, ah, just kill him. 
<laughs> All right, the postmortem show is coming up next. When this music is done playing, we keep talking. That's called the postmortem show. We do it every Tuesday and Thursday. It's presented exclusively on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com. Go there, subscribe for $5 a month, and you can get post, uh, two postmortem shows every damn week. You go for $10 a month, you get two postmortem shows plus the Friday after party. Thank you to everyone who's subscribing on our Patreon page. Keeps this show afloat. Uh, meanwhile, hey, Jody can I Hamilton. Plug my is Patreon a, for a second. You have 21 seconds. Go. Okay. <laughs> Um, I've just been doing videos and they're really fun. They go out to subscribers. We've been talking about stuff and talking back and forth in the comments and it's really fun and you guys should subscribe. Even for a dollar a month, you get exclusive content at the T-Rex report at patreon.com slash the T-Rex report. Thank you.